Don't leave to the judges podcast, folks. We're back again for the new year. We got our card yes. happening. My man Broken Skull is here. Patty Broken Skull. Patty. What is going on out there, guys? Yay, yay, yay. Happy New Year. Happy, what, 50 episodes? We're cooking, man. We're just moving, making content for you. And probably, like I said, running that fucking number three and four spot of MMS in the world. So can't really be touched. Even these fools that keep trying to make new MMA podcasts, yo, MMA craps, whatever the fucking <laughs> shit show that. I mean, let's be honest. When you're looking for a comedy podcast with MMA shit, it's where I don't look any further. Uh, speaking of MMA shit, there's a guy who's sort of known well uh, amongst MMA fans, I guess. And uh, he used to talk a lot of MMA, right? He was a guy that was uh, getting paid to talk MMA, and his name's Brendan Schaub. Okay? Now, I guess this guy's a comedian now. I don't know if he's funny. Hard to say. Looks funny. But this is something that he says, and I just want to get your take on it, my friend, because you know how I feel. He literally says this. He goes, the Diaz brothers made up the spin techniques in the UFC. And he also and he also came up with Corey the Sandman Sandhagen's nickname. <laughs> what? What do you mean? So you're telling me that because of Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz, everybody knows spin techniques. If it wasn't for them, they wouldn't be doing them. That's what you're saying? What do you think? Do you think the Diaz brothers are the ones that initiated spinning techniques within the UFC? Because for sure, Nick Diaz didn't even start in the UFC, right? (laughs) No, definitely not. Uh, I will tell you, in my opinion, who invented the spin techniques in the UFC. That was like UFC 2. There was a guy doing some spin, spin, uh, spin around fucking uh, punches. Uh, What the fuck was that guy's name? Uh, Remember, he fought the big fat guy. Was, Was it Keith Jardine? I'm thinking that was his name. Well, that's not super early, and that was kind of... Keith Hackney. Keith Hackney, sir. UFC 3. Okay, I like it. Emmanuel Yarborough. The guy, Yarborough was probably... Okay. He was the sumo wrestler, uh, probably like he was like 400 pounds. And Keith Hackney was whacking on him, spin anything he could come up with. Spinning back fist, everything. Anything to beat this guy. And he broke his arm. Okay, couldn't, so. couldn't fight next. <laughs> so... I like it. I like your fact, uh, your facts, and that's that's wonderful. So Brendan's wrong for sure. The Diaz brothers didn't do that. Way to suck their dick, huh? <laughs> that's weird. Like, what is your, what's the goal, dude? What is the fucking goal? Are you trying to like go to their house? You want to fucking high five them in a swimming pool? What the fuck is the goal, guy? You want to wear tank tops and ride bikes? What do you want to do? Why say that? Why say shit like that? This is very. It's like you just want to. I don't get it. You want their phone number? I like. What is it? You're just trying to be cool with them. Well, I don't understand. And then he also said they came up with Corey Sandhagen's nickname because they happen to be from the same area. Did anybody uh, that hears the nickname Sandhagen can no shit the dense yeah. it. Hey, you should be the Sandman. Exactly, and that's, that's what not I was a major tell you. I was leap. Say that it and no shit, and it seems like hey, because he's so dumb. Of course, that's the first direction he goes. But it's weird that Corey Hagen's like, nah, that's good. Well, it's weird. I didn't think of it. You know. <laughs> So anyways, also Donald Cerrone got choked out during this Fury Pro uh, BJJ thing. I don't know. No, I did not know about that. 
Yeah, a lot of UFC fighters losing. You know one of the fighters that actually won? Alex Casteras. Wow. Yeah, dude. Ground skill. It's <laughs> weird to start hitting a stride late in your career, like at the end. The dude's been around for too long, but he's doing well, man. We can't deny this. All right. yeah. But uh, also, uh, this is what I wrote. I said this. I said, UFC fighters being embarrassed by jiu-jitsu guys, but the reality is if you're if the reality is if you were competing just in jiu-jitsu without the goal of being in the UFC, you stink. <laughs> And nobody, and nobody's impressed by your dream. No one knows who the you best are. Grapp- Absolutely. <laughs> and the best grappler loses nine out of 10 in an actual U- UFC fight. He, he loses nine out of 10 times against the UFC fighter in a UFC where they can kick and they can grapple. It's like the Roy, the hoist Gracie shit doesn't work like it used to. As much as we want to see that, me mm-hmm. and Sam have both said, we want a guy who's just finishing guys via submission. Uh, we haven't really, there's not a guy that's doing that. Damian Maya was the most, where it's like, you knew he was going to try to choke you. Whereas everybody else has multiple skill sets, you know, um, even the even the most famous jujitsu guy is not a threat to any UFC. Fight, OK, they tried to push that on. They tried to push that on us with Ben Askren. Oh, he's a two division. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, and he's fighting. No, curly headed fuck. You saw what happened. It was bullshit that Robbie Lawler lost. I was like, that dude looked mangled. But anyways, that's that's how I wanted to start the show outside of uh, just saying. It's great to be back. I mean, don't leave it to the judges, guys. We're here. You know, we try not to le- let you. Uh, we are probably one of the most consistent MMA podcasts, UFC podcasts uh, that's currently airing wherever you're getting this. Uh, if you want to join the show, where do they, what do they got to do? They can go to Twitter. Go, just Google don't leave it to the judges. Bam. It's easy. It'll come up. But uh, yeah, Instagram, uh, don't leave it to the judges. Uh, Twitter, don't leave it pod. At Don't Leave It Pod, join, say hi. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Leave a good review. Well, How about that? There you go. <laughs> five, five stars, because that moves us up and it's for business, all right? If we're going to keep staying in this number one spot, we're going to need review. But if you want to play along where we pick the fights, you got to download that ESPN app. It's free to play. You don't lose anything uh, if you don't. But you get to join the group simply don't leave the judges join the group uh play along with us pick your fighters and it's usually in, available in the show notes okay wherever you're listening mm-hmm. check that out uh support I'll the, put ship, that in the show notes i am at that dude with the ears and uh, i'll put the uh, instagram and the twitter instagram. in the show notes too there you go that's all that shit's in the show notes click yep. there find us play the fucking game let's go there you go so man this card right here that's uh coming up ufc on espn 32 cater versus chicago and uh, Mama started off, so we start off with these female fights. The women's strawweight bout: uh, Silvana Gomez Juarez versus Vanessa Demopoulos. So this Juarez lady, all right, she's ten and three. Seventy-two percent of the people are picking her, but if you look at her last three wins, her opponent and the, the one their last one's five and seven, five and five, six and five. They're, they're average or below average. She's not fighting any competition. Vanessa Demopoulos, she's lost three of her last four. She stays active. I've seen her. I've seen her lose most of the time, but at least like she's never been finished and she stays active even when she's losing the fight. I've seen her get beat up a uh, plenty of times and she's still coming full. So I just went with her. I like the way she fights even though she loses more times. She's six and four. So. I, I went, I went yeah. her way. I, I like everything that you said, but I just went with her because, uh, you know, a lot of, 
I don't know. She's six and four, dude. I have no reason, actually. I thought I had something, got nothing, and I went your way. <laughs> I just was thinking that you were going to go Gomez Juarez, and I went uh, uh-huh. Vanessa Demopoulos. Okay. Why not? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I, I know exactly why you were struggling. What is this guy's name? What is this name, dude? This is the most this incredible name I've ever fucking seen. So, dude, we Holy got the Bantamweight shit. bout next. I'm going to try my damnedest. Brian Kelleher. See, I got it. No, just kidding. Brian Kelleher versus... Yeah, yeah. No shit. The Brian's the hard one. <laughs> Sadio Cub. Oh, God. Oh. Kakramanov. I think I got it as close <laughs> as I can get it. But, uh, yeah, man, I went with Kakramanov. The guy's only 26 yeah. years old. He's won his last three. And uh, the, the last fight... Uh, he submitted uh, Trevin Jones in his UFC debut. So 71% of the people went with him. I went with him also. And uh, yeah, Brian Kelleher, he's 7-5 and five in the UFC. I see this going his way. I'll tell you, this is yeah, a, you know what? There's only 11 fights on this card this week, by the way. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Give me any. It's any good fights. To be, good to be back. This last fucking several weekends. Yeah, dude. The last several weekends were hell. Saturdays were so boring. <laughs> I was looking so badly for something to do. I want to break his leg again, <laughs> uh, you know, just to feel something. Um, but no, I think I'm going to go Kelleher on this fight. Huh? I think I'm going Kelleher. I don't know why the guy, the guy can show up sometimes and do like fantastic shit. Why not take the guy who's clearly the under because he's going up against the Terminator, the T1000. <laughs> I don't know what this guy's name is. Oh God. What the f- dude? I- okay. So let me just preface this for the listeners. Okay. Sam said, before we recorded, before we even stopped podcasting, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm taking some time right now trying to learn. He's not great with the regular names. Like Dakota Bush would be. Okay, let's move past it. But what it is, is he said this to me. He prefaced it before. He said, trying to figure out these names. I thought it was just one of these jokes. Too. And nope. then we come here and I see these names. I'm like, I couldn't even tell you where to begin. I mean, there's too many extra letters, dude. Too many extra letters. <laughs> <laughs> Too many extra letters. And it feels like, dude, this feels like the names of the what would be the champions. You know what I mean? Like the guys you'd be most terrified. You know what I mean? It's like, what does that even mean? You're like, I don't know. We call him the, the fucking nightmare devil. You're like, that's just all everybody calls him because his name's too fucking hard to say. And then essentially that makes your your nickname, the your your actual name. It's like, that's what I have on my license plate. The nightmare devil. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good license plate. <laughs> it's a lot of letters. It's a lot of extra letters. Yeah. He can get it, get it down and separate it. But, uh, dude, this fucking Dakota Bush guy, his nickname, do you know his nickname? I don't know. If it's, it's if it's anything longer than, uh, it's not whacker, long. <laughs> I would, the Bush whacker. It's Harry. Dakota Harry Bush. Ah. So anyway, you got the lightweight belt oh, next. Dakota so Harry Bush. I know it is. Versus... Vyacheslav Burchev. And that's as close as I'm going to get to pronouncing that name. But yeah, this, <laughs> How dude, about this? if there's anything I don't like, I don't like a Harry Bush. So, dude, you're done. I'm picking uh, Burchus, Burchev. I'm going with him. And uh, the guy, this, his, his only loss was a split decision. Oh, his last fight, it, it was, he was actually on the contender scene. But uh, yeah, man, going his way. Okay, so here's another thing. Him calling himself Harry is as good as him calling himself North. Okay? If he called himself North Dakota Bush. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? You fucking cheesy asshole. I bet, yep. he has a, I bet he's had a man bun at least once. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Borshev. He's 5-1. and one. The guy looks like a monster. Um, reminds okay, me. so next up, next up. I'll d- <laughs> I was just going to say, go reminds ahead. me. Go when you go into play, like, NBA 2K or something on the Xbox, 
and every fucking player in your team is number 69. I mean, Dave, you're like, how juvenile <laughs> is that shit, man? But go ahead. And Absolutely. the next fight, this one yeah. guy is out. This Gabriel uh, Benitez is actually out. Uh, ESPN just never what? changed it. It's Charles Rose's filling in for him. Okay. For okay. Boston Strong. Well, yeah, I would, I, I would go uh, Charles Rosa for sure. Uh, how do we pick this? I'll well, pick Benitez, I guess. Uh, yeah, see, they did this to me before with the, a loopy fight. When they, they had the, the opponent went out, and I had actually picked I actually picked the uh, picked the opponent that she was fighting, they, and they switched it on me. And they, they, they kept my pick on there. They, But uh, anyway, that was the one fight that loopy lost. I actually got lucky, very lucky with that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so Boston Strong, it'll be Boston Strong guy, uh, Charles Rosa versus uh, TJ Brown. I went with TJ Brown. Neither one of these guys is going anywhere. They're not doing anything. They're fucking right. average at best. TJ Brown, he does have nine submissions, but he's lost two of his last three. I'm going with him anyway. Oh, oh I was going to say Charles Rosa, his last non-split decision win. He's got like three fights that he won in a row. That are split decisions, but his last non-split decision win, 2016. So yeah, I went with TJ Brown. Yeah, you're right. I think these next two fights are probably that. It's like, yeah, it doesn't really, you know, because it's Court McGee versus uh, similar thing. I don't. I know you're going against Court McGee. Hate his guts. <laughs> I Not do. Sure why? <laughs> uh, any, it's just a you know that's like an odd odd person out of all the fighters in the UFC to just have a thing. So I got a, I got a thing with a lot of champions. Fucking samurais, like you know who I don't like, Court McGee. <laughs> I will say it did look pretty impressive it's in, like his, so in his last fight. <laughs> I'll give it's him just that. So far down the roster, it's so far. It's like, hey, you know who I don't like, Tim Means. He really fucking bothered me. You're like, wait, what? The Dirty Bird? Why? You're like, I don't know. It's, can't stand him. <laughs> I get it though. You know, I have a lot of ones where it's like, I mean, at least Michael Chandler was a champion. Nate Diaz has never been a champ. You get why you can hate a guy like that. He's like, yeah, Court McGee. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Michael Jackson is fine. We all get it. You know what I mean? But oh, yeah. Sam to pick somebody so far down the roster where you're like, I don't know what the threat is. Is it his beard? You like his beard? Sam? I'll ask you a question is? about Court McGee. His last non-decision win. Any guesses how long ago that was? I would say probably right after the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> 2010. So. Okay, so yeah, he was on probably 2009. He got out. He knocked one guy out, and the rest was decisions. But I'll tell you what. He's always been a fun guy to watch. Where there's, it's always been close to me, you know, no matter who he's fought, where it's like it could go either way. And that's why Court has done any kind of success and had any success because he's, he's lasted. You know what I mean? He's got a great chin. He's one of these guys that's just a fun fighter that stays where he is on the roster. He's not trying to be a champion. I mean, he might be, but he's not, you know what I mean? You were fucking perfect with that. The ultimate fighter, he had a uh, submission rear naked choke win. His next fight was UFC 121 in 2010, and he had a submission arm triangle choke. After that, nothing but decisions. All right. Even his losses, all decisions, well, except for one time he was knocked out. I will say he's had a decent competition most of his career, right? It's kind of named guys. Well, mm. it, they were kind of pushing him. Right after the Ultimate Fighter, they were pushing him. He had that. He was the first guy to have that beat. He had this fucking chin on him. He could eat. Uh, you know, that's why again I do believe like Charles Rosa doesn't really matter. You know who I'm curious about seeing again episode because I mentioned uh, chaos really, but I want to see that kid who fought Sean O'Malley. 
Oh, okay. I want to see that green-haired fella. I don't know what his name is, something. I, I just mm-hmm. want to see him fight anybody. I want to see if he's capable. Like, that was weird. It was a very strange performance. Uh, wh- who do you like? Are you going Court McGee or going Ramiz? No, I went with the other with guy. This guy. I went with Ramiz. This guy, all nine of his wins have been via submission. So, yeah, man, he's oh, going to just take Court McGee down, fucking submit him, and it's going to be over with. Even though only 36% of the people picked this guy, uh, minus 125. But, uh, yeah, right, man, well, fucking just a- Court McGee. <laughs> Just to uh, spice things up, I'm gonna, uh, let's roll the dice on an old veteran. But uh, I was going to say, that guy that you were just talking about, he's forever has to have his hair green now. <laughs> he's, he's now known yeah. as the guy with the green hair that got beat up, but stayed in the fight as long as he could. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Dang. All it takes is him to do something great in a follow-up. That's true. But uh, the next fight, a middleweight bout, Jamie Pickett, Versus Joseph Holmes. Man, these guys, Jamie Pickett, I, I, kinda, I like both these guys, actually. Jamie Pickett, the Night Wolf, this guy's got eight knockout wins out of his 12 wins. He does have two submission losses. And Joseph Holmes, he's only 26. He's 7-1. and one. His only loss was a decision loss in his first ever fight. So he's got five submissions himself. Uh, yeah, man, this is uh, Jamie Pickett. He's got a lot of power, but... Is he going to be able to, to get taken down? I think so. I think, uh, my opinion, Joseph Holmes going to end up keeping him on the mat. But we'll see. Yeah, I think this is an early finish when you said it's wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I like Jamie Pickett. The kid's got speed. I've seen him do some great things, man. And I think this is a, this is a fight of athleticism, 100%, where both these guys could really get the finish. It's just a matter of who's going who's gonna to risk it, you know, like any other episodes where it's like, man, you got to put it on the line. If you want to be remembered, you know, put it on the line. And some of these guys, they don't do it until they're fighting a guy with a name. All right. So Jamie Pickett. Jamie Pickett. 23%. Wow, man. That's, a, that's a major difference. <laughs> well, the next bout's a featherweight bout. Uh, Bill Algia versus Joe Anderson Britta. So, man, this uh, Joe Anderson Britta, he's only 26. And it, this guy's last loss was in 2015. But he was on the, uh, this is his UFC debut, he's coming off the Contender Series. Yeah, man, he he uh, beat a guy, Davey Lopez, on the Contender Series, was 18-5. and five. So I I went his way, uh, Bill Algia, Bill Algia, he's, I mean, he's 14-6. and six. Only 16% of the people picked this guy. <laughs> so he has lost two of his last three. He does have a height advantage. He's 5'11", but Joe Anderson's 5'8". So we'll see about this, but... Yeah, I uh, I, uh, I took the underdog again. Before you finish saying anything, I got Bill Algeo, man. I, I think he's a similar fight style to a course. Um, I just don't know much about this Joe Anderson fella, you know. I, I think the experience lying in both of their uh, sides, right? They both have been in there kind of the same amount. This this might put one of them on the map. Like I said, if one of them in there and risks it and, you know, put, brings the fight in any type of way, They'll be remembered because remember, the reason I say this is because this set of fights of the new year, it's been a while. And I think this might get more views than some of the cards we saw before the end of the year, simply because people are hungry. They're dying to have their right? UFC back. Exactly. And I think the fighters are hungry as well. So I think we're going to see some fun performances on this card. I like that most of these fights are kind of back and forth, no matter what the percentages are. In my head, it's like I could on most of them. 
So yeah. Well, we'll see. speaking of that, the next fight, dude, I don't this oh. fight the heavyweight bout. Both these okay, guys Dick, they need to be gone. <laughs> we got we got Dick Masterson versus Chase Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> Jake uh, Collier versus versus Chase Sherman. And both these fucking guys, man, they're kind of like they're both very susceptible to getting knocked out. Jake Collier, he's been knocked out three times. Chase Sherman, he's been knocked out four times. They both ain't worth a fuck, man. I don't know how to say it. Chase Sherman, I don't know why I picked this guy because you can go look on his on, on his uh, Wikipedia. Everybody that you can click on, he's lost to. But this guy is kind of, he's one of those guys that he lives by the knockout or dies by the knockout. He's been in bare knuckle and uh, he went back. He's back now in the UFC, but yeah, he's got he's got 15 wins. 14 of his wins are knockout. Four of his losses are knockout of his eight losses. So I went with him. I really don't know why. He's probably going to get knocked the fuck out. He looked terrible in his last fight. But, you know, hey, Jake Collier, he's not very great himself. Pretty much the same thing. He's yeah. been knocked out yeah. uh, with three times. He's got five knockout wins. Maybe he can take him down. Maybe take, take Chase Sherman down, <laughs> try to submit him. I don't know. That's what I would do. Fuck. I wouldn't stand up with Chase Sherman unless you got a lot of power. But, yeah, I went with Sherman. Yeah. yeah. I got Sherman as well. But the one thing we can be sure of is this is not going to be a fight where speed is involved. No one's going to be fast in this fight. Definitely not. (laughs) No one's going to be like, hey, are these guys light heavyweight? These guys seem oddly fast for that division. (laughs) No, Uh, that's not accurate. No. Yeah, but I got Chase Sherman as well. The guy can take punches as well as uh, I don't like this. Collier, dude. I mean, against Chase Sherman, not personally. I don't have any idea. I'm just saying. I don't think Chase Sherman is one of these guys that actually is kind of quick for the division, oddly. But he's kind of got that Chase Hooper type of fight style where when he backs up, his chin's hot. So he could go down kind of easy. We'll see what happens, dude. But he he's always kind of a fun watch. He's a strange looking fella. He's got a dinosaur face. You know, probably plays the bass guitar. But it doesn't matter. You know, sometimes you gotta just be like, hey, bass guitar or not. Because this other guy certainly he's not he's not a marathoner. You know what I mean? Like he's not jogging. <laughs> This is a guy who's like, what do you mean make weight? What is it, 265? Good, I'm too sick just walking around. Yeah, man, but it also doesn't look good on you. You know you could fight at a better weight if you just did. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. It's like, hey, man, we already saw Daniel Cormier. Yes, I guess giant fat men can be successful in UFC. Fine, man. But not all of them. It it happens to a (laughs) I'll tell you, the the picture that ESPN has. I had to talk. Uh I was going to say the picture on ESPN, he does look like Cormier a lot, the white version of Cormier. (laughs) Well, the only reason I I did all that simply to get to Cormier eventually. I had to eventually (laughs) dig at him one time. I had to work him Uh, But, yeah, Chase Sherman on this one. Uh, So let's go, man. Uh, We got Brandon Royvel versus Rogerio Bontorin. Okay? Uh, What do you know, man? 17-3. and fucking. That's a lot of fights, dude. A lot of fights. Uh, Bontorin, this guy, he's got 11 submission wins. The thing about him, he's lost two of his last three, though. So yeah, I went with the other. I went the other way, man. That uh, Brandon Royville, he's he's lost yeah. his last two fights. He's got eight submission wins. Someone's gonna get submitted, I would think, in this fight. Well, uh, this is a tough call. Wrote it down right here. Tough call. I'm not just I'm just yeah, saying I that. I actually wrote that. I mean, the, but I think Royville just faced better better competition. That's the only. Even though he's tw- he's got six losses, I think he's just faced better competition, and I went his way. Yeah, I like. Uh, I think this was a kid that they were trying to push early, and 
you know, things can go one way or the other, depending on what, you know, like I said, what's your best thing? Are you going to improve? Are you going to come in as a jitsu guy and end up being able to knock guys out? What, you know, that's, that's kind of what we got to see is, and if you're not doing that and also you can fall into and be forgotten. So you have to come out and perform in a row to get up there where you stay, no matter how you perform. But anyways, I, I, I like Rovell's, even the percentages on ESPN 57, we both take the underdog in this one. All right, man. And then the women's flyweight bout next, which is the co-main event. Kind of strange, these two fighters, because we have Caitlin Shakagian. Sh- I'm sure I did not pronounce Perfect. that correctly. Uh, Gen- versus Jennifer Perfect. Maya. Now, Jennifer Maya. All right, here we go. Both these fighters. Caitlin's got 10 decision wins. Jennifer, 13 decision wins. This fight is definitely yeah. going to a damn decision. The thing is, yeah. Caitlin is five foot nine, where Jennifer is five foot four, so she should be able to keep her distance. And yeah, I got Caitlin winning this easy. Just every, just about everybody that downloaded ESPN has her winning eighty-two percent <laughs> to a minus one eighty-five favorite. This, yeah, she should take this one pretty easily. And she already has a well, yeah, win how- over Jennifer Maya. So. I mean, how boring is that though? How boring does that even sound? It sounds so fucking yeah, boring. It is. You're like, hey, this one, she, it's 12 decisions, the other one, 10 decisions. And you're like, well, that sounds like it's going to be not a, main, a co-main event fight, right? That's going to be deep on the card early, you know? Wrong. Yep. So again, they're just trying to push this as, I guess these are two important fighters. Them, I think they've both been very close to having a title, one of the title. Uh, yeah, and Jennifer did. All Chukagian, yeah, all Chukagian does is keep her distance. That's it. She doesn't finish. She doesn't guess. And you're like, it's just fucking okay. And Jennifer Maya, you know, with a last name like that, you would expect, you would expect much more. You like expect... I said, they they already fought. Caitlin won, and you'll never guess it was a decision win. No, uh, yeah, I would never guess. <laughs> you can put all the money in the world on these fights. Decision. Don't even guess who's gonna win. Just put it. Hey, is this if I gonna go five fucking rounds and nobody's bleeding? Absolutely. Okay, uh, I did go. I did go Jennifer Maya on this one. Care at all? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> it could happen. Yes. But uh, then you got the main event. So featherweight bow, uh, Calvin Cater versus Giga Shikadze. Now, the Boston finisher, Calvin Cater, eleven knockout wins. The man's got nine decisions as well. He's coming off a nice knockout over Jeremy Stevens, but he, he has lost two of his last five. Shikadze, uh, nine knockout wins, four decision wins. The man has nine straight wins, three straight knockout wins. He's got all the momentum, in my opinion, man. And, uh, yeah, his last two, though his last two wins have been over some has been. Edson Barbosa, Cub Swanson. I'm thinking we might be looking at a decision here, but I still go with uh, Giga. Yeah, man, it would be foolish to this fight. Uh, Calvin Cater's being fed to the fuck wolves, my guy. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Yeah, this is done. I mean, this is this is Calvin's probably last fight. Mm. He's going somewhere else after this. No matter what he's done in his last performance, it's everything that we've up to that performance where you're like, it's so predictable now. In the beginning, it was fascinating. He's very athletic. He's got cardio. And like I said, whenever cardio skill set in fighting, you know, all right. Ooh, Colby Covington. He's got great cardio. So what the fuck is he? Well, he's a fighter, right? 
if he was a swimmer, I could give a fuck, right? <laughs> if he was Michael Phelps, sure, his cardio should matter, but he's not a swimmer. He's a goddamn fighter. Tell me his kicks are good. Say that first. Oh, Nico Price, look at that fade. Oh, whoa. that has nothing to do with what he has skill set wise. That's his barber, Daniel Cormier. You stink. Now, uh, <laughs> I, again, two of them. I got two of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Chikatse. The dude's been on a tear. You ain't li- you're not lying at all. Seeing what the kid is, even though he's look at what Cub Swanson and Chikatse beat him. Okay, mm-hmm. so no matter what where these guys have been at, at the late, he's on a tear better than Kelvin. Okay, and he's doing it with a finish. This dude has this crazy liver kick, right? If I'm not mistaken, he has this this kick that has finished most of these guys. So many of these dudes have been finished by who? All right, but that's Chikatse's move. And if you think for some reason Calvin's going to somehow endure this, I don't believe it. The 14-2, and Chikatse taking the win. 22-5, and Calvin Cater, which I, that's a lot of fights, but he's not really been different at all. You know, and I think uh, Chikatse, is, he's lethal, dude. I think he's got many weapons. I'm going to say one more thing about Chikadze. His last three fights have no, all been performance no. of the night. Don't say anything else. We're done. What if I? What if that's how it is? Like, Fuck this. No, we're done. It's over. How Shut many? How many strikes do you have this going to? Say that again. How, how many strikes do you got this going to? ESPN always asks Stri- the main event. Strikes? Yeah. Oh, man. How many yeah, total yeah, yeah. strikes will be landed in a main event? Is that the last thing you were gonna? Is that the last thing you were gonna say about Chikadze? No, no. I was I talking about Chikadze having his last three fights were all performance of the night. Let's see. What do you got? What is, what's your number? I went with 138 because, like I said, I think it's going to go all the way to five rounds. Decision? Yeah, that, right, that's, so what I, that's what I'm I'll thinking. Go. I said 66. All right. Sounds good. I'm going under. Under rounds for sure. All right. So, dude, I'm going to mention yes, this. Sir. Um, Anyone's listening still right now, go make your picks. Join us in the group. Also, go on over to YouTube. My man, Patty Broken Skull, 60-second reviews. You want to mention that, any Because that is spectacular. Yeah, dude. I uh, I started just reviewing things in front of me for no reason, real purpose at all, other than to just and make thumbnails for you. Uh, yeah, I do one almost every day of the week, Monday through Friday. I drop them about 3 o'clock time. And uh, it's fun, dude. It's youtube.com slash badbrainstudio. Um, that's where that stuff is found. I, I don't know how many I have, maybe 10. And you can watch all those in less than 11 minutes, okay? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Get the review in and get on with your fucking day. That's what I'm about, all right? Keep it moving. As well. and that's why they're so short, all right? You want to know about great Powerade? Go listen to 60 seconds of what I got to say about it, and then you make the right choice at the gas. It's that simple. <laughs> 60 seconds, and then you get to move on to the next one. Hey, how do you feel about Venom, you know, the Carnage film, right? The Let There Be Carnage? 60 seconds. Find out and maybe decide to watch it or don't, all right? I got you covered in 60. Um, you can also check out the uh, one-minute. One I am the king of the free, uh, the fucking, honestly, uh, the short form, honestly, because I also do one-minute metal, okay? And I just changed the URL. You can go to YouTube.com slash one-minute metal free, Okay. That's a it's the long fucking link. I don't know why that's what it had to be. I think somebody already took one minute metal. I'll never see that page. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> all the way. Um, but yeah, one minute metal freestyles on YouTube as well. Check out the vocals, man. I'm over there scatting, and that is not shitting on another. 
I do that on the briefcase. Check that out. And <laughs> we're done. That's a drape mic. That's a mic drop. That's a fucking mic drop. Thank <laughs> you.